This is Andaki Chisme, two sisters, one podcast. We're coming together to archive the stories of undocumented people while decolonizing Chisme. I'm your host, Andaki Chingona, and I am your host, Andaki Therapist. And this is Andaki Chisme. Hello, Andaki Chismoses, and thank you for tuning in to episode eight of Andaki Chisme. We are super excited for our guests today. But before we get started, we do want to take some time to answer some questions from you all. And also ask um, if you can please, 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 um, you know, give us a review or um, a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcast. It has been really amazing to read uh, some of the reviews that we have received. I know some folks have taken the time to send us text messages, uh, to send us direct messages, um, you know, letting us know how they love how raw our podcast is. Um, and I know we've shared in the past one of the reasons why we want it to be raw and not as edited. Um, I know that sometimes it cannot be as friendly to the ear, but it's nice to hear everything else that is happening in in our lives, right? It's not just us sitting here recording and being super cute and, you know, um, professional yes. type of podcast you know we wanted to as maria mentioned be a little more uh real and so yeah we, we've gotten a lot of messages and we appreciate you all um it's it's really sometimes those messages makes us cry uh, getting teared up because um it's it's amazing it's it's a really unique feeling to know that what we are doing, even though we're doing it um, just because we're passionate about what we do, uh, it really makes an impact in other people's lives uh, more than, than we expected. Um, at least I was expecting to have four listeners, but you know, I'm happy to hear and see that we have more than four. So that's great. And you know, even if we had only four, it's still great to know that there is more than just ourselves and the people that we are um, having here as guests to, to share those stories, to let it out, to share our pains, to share our joys. Uh, so yeah, if you can, please give us a, a review on oh, any really? of our platforms or rating on any of our platforms we would truly appreciate that yes on apple podcast you can leave us a rating and a review and on spotify i guess this is something new for um, spotify but you can leave us a, a rating so if you go to our description right under it should say something like no rating if it doesn't appear you would need to update your um, spotify application so that you can be able to have that feature um, to be able to give us a, uh, a rating. We hope it's a five star and then the more people that review us, um, it will be able to show it as more people come across. Um, but I do want to read one of our reviews from Apple Podcasts. So um, if I'm thinking it would be a good idea for us to uh, read some of your reviews. So maybe encourage you all to 
you know, take the time to uh, write us a little something. But our first review uh, on Apple Podcast was from MG Custom Printing, which we hope to interview um, mm-hmm. one of these days. Um, you know, we are one of her uh, biggest fans, <laughs> both Myra and myself. Um, but she wrote, amazing first episode. You had me laughing with you as if I was in the room with you. Looking forward to more uh, to more chisme. Thank you so much for that comment. And I think my favorite part is when I hear all of the background noises. Like I said, my mom's little Yorkie going, uh, and the chicken, and the, um, you know, Adelita's Dogs, um, Lulu. <laughs> kids all of that (laughs) yes we love it but um with that uh, Myra can you read us one of the questions from our guests I mean our listeners so we had a couple of questions and we wish we could answer all but we're going to be answering them little by little as we continue to share new episodes um, one of the questions that we've gotten from several people is are you going to have more episodes in Espanol the answer is yes. Uh, we already have a couple of people that we are going to be interviewing 100% in Spanish. So tell your mama, your abuelo, your tia, whoever speaks Spanish, if you speak Spanish or, or listen to Spanish episodes, uh, you like the one that we did with our mom, uh, we're going to have more of those. So stay tuned. Yeah. And another question that we got was, and I think I just wanted to add it. I know it's, um, it doesn't really go with what we're talking about, but something that a lot of people want to know is how do you survive financially having an undocumented status? Um, I think that's a really good question. Um, Really good chisme, really good information to share. Um, do you want to start, Maria, or do you want me to start answering a little bit of that? You can get started. I'm trying to think. I think because for me, like I had an undocumented status in the sense of like when I was young. Mm-hmm. And then when I like got to the age of being able to be employed, like DACA kicked in and I was able to benefit from that. So that completely change the dynamic for me or like the opportunities that I would have right in comparison to you that like you've never had that guy like (laughs) so it's kind of um I think it's very different um the the opportunities that we've had in that sense right um from what you have seen do you ever have a do you ever had a job without DACA yes I did yeah like I worked at um at a swap me Mm -hmm. And that was because I I wanted to work, <laughs> like I wanted I wanted my own money, right, and be able to to buy my own things, my own Jordans, <laughs> my own Jordans. That was the thing. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I had my first my one of my first jobs was at a swap me, and then after that it was just helping my mom babysit, like uh, watching yeah. over kids, and um, you know she would pay me for that. Another reason why I don't want children. <laughs> but that is another story. That is another story. Dive into that in Changing another time. Goodness yes. gracious. <laughs> yes, yes. I think it's um, 
one thing that I would recommend if you don't have DACA is to reach out to those older, to our elders, to those generations that didn't have DACA, that still don't have DACA. Um, I think it's important to hear from them. How did you do it? Um, a lot of them created their own business way before, you know, this social media started to share about independent contracting, um, about different ways in which one can, uh, quote unquote, legally uh, get an income. Uh, there's so many, so many ways. And I can tell you that I did a lot of, you know, going with someone that someone that that friend of a friend of a friend knew that made fake uh, <laughs> residency cards or like those types of papers. Um, and they look so bad. Uh, they still look really bad. Um, but whoever is gonna hire you, they know, they know. They know what the process is. They know that um, it's all made up and they know that we're just trying to survive. Um, I actually worked for an employment agency in the HR department. So I was hiring my own people. And um, we, you know, we got papers every day. As at first glance, you could see, okay, these are not um, real, I guess you can say, but I, did, I didn't care. And people in that place didn't care. We just wanted people to join us and work with us. Um, and there's a lot of people that are going to be doing that. A lot of agencies still do that. It's very nerve wracking to go in there. And I experienced a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear by going into those places. And actually one of the places did send my information to the E-Verify. Um, I was like, I do. And they, they came back to me and they gave me a couple of pages saying, oh, your information doesn't match um, with the social security office. And I was, you know, you, you got to enter those places with a lot of confidence. Um, you got to like walk in with the confidence of what Karen. <laughs> yes, yes. I just, just I, and I know it's, it's, um, uh, it brings a lot of, again, fear, anxiety, a lot of negative uh, feelings or heavy feelings. But, you know, just going in there, just pretend that, that you have that confidence, at least for those moments that you're going to be there in that office. Say, you know, yeah, I don't know what's going on. And I actually said it like, oh, you got it wrong because you put 1997. I wasn't born in 1997. I said 87. But you know what? You're so incompetent that I don't even want to work with you. I grabbed it, I snatched the papers out of his hands, grabbed my bag and left. And of course, when I left, I was shutting my pants. I was like, oh my God, I hope that information didn't go somewhere or that ICE is gonna show up to my, to my door that I didn't get people in trouble that I was living with. I was just, for the next couple of months, I was living in fear thinking that something might happen, that because they had my address, they would show up at my door. Um, none of that happened. Um, it is my understanding that the reason why they have E-Verify is just to, to be in compliance with the rules or whatever of hiring people. Um, if it doesn't match, 
that's where it ends. They don't hire you and that's it. Um, and I don't say that's it as in it's not a big deal. I say it, that's it as in that's what they do. Um, and still it's, it is nerve wracking. Uh, but just so you know, that is one way. Um, another way is to go somewhere and say, um, maybe it's small shops, small shops, small businesses are very, um, I think, undocu-friendly. Uh, many may, maybe not. Budget friendly. Budget friendly. I don't think it's that they are undocu-friendly. It's <laughs> yes, necessarily yeah, that. Say, it helps my that. budget if I pay you cash because there's no record of it. Yes. So let me help you Thank out you. by helping myself out. So we look out for each other, right? right you um, right. also triggered a memory, Myra. Well, I, I shared this with a lot of people or I don't think I would... I shared it with anyone mm -hmm. but I used to take the bus to go to school right mm -hmm. um to go to community college and I would always like try to look out the window to see like if I would see any now hiring signs or help wanted signs <laughs> and on my walk to one of the I would go to all three campuses that my community college had um because I wanted to graduate in two years but that's a whole nother story um so in one, as I'm walking to the bus, I see a sign that says like help wanted, right? And so I go in and I get an application. I come outside and I fill it out and it's asking for a social. And I'm like, okay, I don't have one, but I want a job. So then I text one of my really close friends who I know has a social. Mm -hmm. And I said, can you tell me how many numbers your social has? Because I had no fucking clue about that either. Right. She's like, oh, it has like nine digits, right? And I yes, said, okay, how is it written? Like, uh, like, don't give me the number, but tell me how it's written. Like mm -hmm. XX something like dash something something okay. dash, right? Like, right. how does it visually look without giving me the number? She gave like XX, you know, like blah 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 and I said how often like I said what number does it need to start with is there a rule for that yes. again not knowing that there was like you know that maybe there's a rule there's no rule I'm over here like and she's like um she said well mine starts with this right and I'm like That's okay <laughs> here I go I made up a fucking number I just put nine numbers together and I was like, okay, it is what it is. If they ask me for an ID or anything, like I'm not provide, I'm just going to be like, well, I have my wallet at home. I'll yep. come back and give it to you. Right. So I go in and I give them the application and they're like, oh, do you have an ID or anything? And I said, no, like I have my wallet at home. All I have is my student ID mm -hmm. so that I can get on the bus. And they're like, oh, can we just make a copy of it? So they took my student ID, made a copy, mm -hmm. and they hired me. Yep. Yes. And <laughs> that's, I was like, that's really I smart. I them a fucking social card, right? And I just made up a fucking number. Like, <laughs> yes. yes. I feel and so bad for that. I just thought about that. And um, I guess I can share that now because, you know. <laughs> yes, that is that is smart. And that's what I'm talking about with the fake papers is not go and get somebody's information and yeah. pretend to be you. It's like just, just put it out with your picture, with your name, their birth, everything else, but and then the social, which is a nine-digit number that looks XXX dash XX dash XXXX. Um 
so with that number, um, make it up. Um, I know from working at the with different agencies in the HR area at the time, there were no numbers that started with eight or nine. Um, I know that right now there are with eight or nine, but they're usually um, really, really young kids. So I don't recommend going yeah. with eight or nine. Usually it starts with a six. Mine starts with the okay. zero. But and usually, a lot of people think it's fake. Yeah. Yes. Like I've gotten that. Like when I got my DACA, right? And I got mm-hmm. my social, I went to go apply mm-hmm. for another job because I was like, like, fuck yeah, like now I have DACA, right? Mm-hmm. And this place comes back and it's like, oh, your information doesn't match. And I was like, right. mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. information is wrong because yes. I know this shit is real. Like, trust me, I know fake ones, <laughs> right? Yes. But um, I'm hoping, you know, that people do take from this bad and if you know like everything you've said but that they're not as afraid to to do this to survive and I hope that attorneys Mm -hmm. who are listening don't come at us (laughs) you know for sharing this information but like y'all will find a a way to protect us not putting this responsibility on the attorneys right Right. but they'll find a, a, a way to protect us because we need to survive it's right fucking life and yes we yes. gotta do what we gotta do right we're putting this information because this is th- these are things that we don't talk about but are happening and of course you don't if if you don't feel comfortable um don't air it don't don't share it with uh people that might get you in trouble um, like if you are, um, you don't have to admit it or deny it. So for example, I have a process with UC- USCIS. Um, they already know all my information. I'm sharing this because they already know that I've been working uh, since the age of 16 here in the US. Um, they don't ask, how did you work? But they know that I've been working and that they they have my tax forms and all of that. Um, I have been working with everybody in that number that we're talking about, that nine-digit number could be your IT number. And that's how you do your taxes. So if you ever one day um, want to or are in the process, in that immigration process, you are going to be able to say, yeah, I've been paying taxes. I've been working with this IT and here's my record. So they are going to know that you find found a way to work with that IT number. Um, again, that's something that we've done. I have been doing. USCIS already knows that I'm doing this, and this is the reason why I'm sharing this with you all. Do you have to share and disclose all this information to someone? No, you don't have to share it with anybody if you don't feel comfortable. Um, we feel comfortable talking about that and that's why we're sharing it with you um a lot of people because we don't share this information that's what we don't know like right now there's a lot of people that have been reaching out to us and say like how do you survive i can't work and then it's like that's what i used to think back then that i couldn't work and we made it happen i with small businesses like we've mentioned they can pay you cash i worked at swap meets 
um, I work at restaurants, I work at different places where um, if you don't feel comfortable using your IT number or going to a, um, an agency, an employment agency, then that's okay. You don't have to do that. You can also work for small shops where they can pay you cash. Yeah, cell phone companies. Cell phone. A lot of like prepaid cell phone companies are willing to pay you cash because it's considered sales. Yes. Um, so sometimes you can get paid um, like per hour, but also like commission based, right? Mm -hmm. um, because of your selling something to someone I've worked in cell phone companies as well and um my commission was all cash and sometimes my my boss would be like oh you work like a lot of hours are you okay with me giving you some money cash and some money in a check and I was like fuck it like yeah like give me cash you want to pay me all cash by all means right um because I mean he was paying me okay money at that time um but it, you know, um, like Meyer said, I just hope people, um, if you want to have these conversations with us, feel free to reach out. We'll be more than mm -hmm. happy to to have those conversations with you all. Um, and I think, you know, it's important for us to have these conversations to kind of um, normalize, I guess, um, the different pathways for us to generate income. Yes. Um, I mean, I'm not, yeah. Yeah, again, people, said, please don't come at us for, you know, because <laughs> you might find some of this information problematic. Um, but at the end of the day, we got to do what we got to do. And our parents, you know, have been doing this for a long time. So it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and again, don't you don't have to share that information if you don't feel comfortable. Um, I feel comfortable because um, everybody knows about that already and that, you know, I'm just going to share it because I, I don't want to keep information from people that are just trying to survive, make a living, find joy. You know what? Because the money does bring you joy. Like it can give you that extra bit of money to be comfortable, to feel, you know, have some stability in your life, to buy that cafecito, um, buy those you know, Jordans you know buy whatever <laughs> you want it's it's yeah you, you do what you have to do and again if you're not in that position right now where you're comfortable going and asking for a job because of that fear of getting in trouble especially in that immigration process that is okay there is no shame on not doing that it's okay to stay in it's okay to to find other ways, maybe babysitting, maybe walking dogs, maybe reselling clothes. You can go to a thrift mm -hmm. store and a lot of people do that. I used to do that, um, reselling them on different apps like Ofra, um, Let Go, um, Pushmark, Pushmark, Vinted. There's just so many ways that you are able to, to do that and generate some income. But talking about that, Today's guest is one freaking chingona that found her way to generate income through independent contracting, through having her own business. Um, and oh my goodness, I can say so many, so many things about our guest today. Uh, but Maria, do you want to 
Let me share a little bit about Rosa. So, yes. yes. So today's guest, uh, we have Rosa Escobar. She, her, ella. He's an undocumented individual who co-founded Floreria Esperanza and is now known as Flowers by Rose. Rosa began selling flower arrangements through Facebook and Instagram as a creative avenue to fund her education. Rosa was born in Guadalajara, Mexico and came to the U.S. at the age of six. Rosa attended CSU San Bernardino and faced challenges being eligible for financial aid. And this reality set her on her entrepreneurship pathway. And with that, let's get started. All right. Hi, Rosa. Thank you so much for being with us today. We're super excited. Um, so our listeners can know a little bit about who Rosa is. Can you share with us maybe your age, um, home country? How old were you when you arrived in the U.S.? And do you have an undocumented status? Mm-hmm. So hi, everyone. Um, my name is Rosa. I am oh, 26 years old. I had to think about it for a second. Um, I'm 26 years old. Uh, my home country is uh, Guadalajara, Jalisco, Mexico. Um, I migrated here at the age of six years old. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Oh, we're from the same home. You time. have yes. accomplished so much. And we're <laughs> going to be talking about some of those things that you've done. At freaking 26. That, uh, I mean, that's freaking amazing. Um, I'm 10 years older and I'm still don't know what the fuck I'm doing with my life. <laughs> no, I still am too. Don't get me wrong. Awesome. People like see me and they're like, wow, you've accomplished so many things so young. I'm like, dude, like, I don't even know how I did it. Like, I'm still trying to figure shit out too, you know? <laughs> that is so cool. So before we dive into your business and what you've accomplished, as you know, the name of our podcast is Andaki Chisme. So we want to ask you, when it comes to, what comes to your mind when you think of Chisme? Um, any positive, negative things that, that you have heard, anything that comes to mind? I feel like it's it's positive to me because it's more like, oh, like, in the way I see it, it kind of like, oh, I got some tea for you, you know? <laughs> like with my friends too, like, oh, I need to talk some Chisme with you. But it's more like, positive you know I I try to make it not like talk about people or like stuff like that Mm -hmm. like you know as long as you stay true to yourself and I think like you know but I think I I love the concept of it like cheese man you know like like nothing negative you know (laughs) yeah yeah I know that there is also you know like it's true cheese man could also be negative Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's awesome that we're able to put it in a more positive light where it's like, it's not, let me give you the tea, but not necessarily let me talk shit about someone. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is how I did this. Or I found out that this person is doing that and they're doing it that way. Like, I think we can do something, you know? Yeah, um, That's a good source of information. <laughs> <laughs> Rosa, is, can you tell us something about yourself that not a lot of people know about you? Mm. a deep dark secret I'm just kidding I feel like now like I I am like not so like well I try to keep as private as I can but not as much just because like you know you can't you have to constantly be sharing like stuff about you so I feel like a lot of people do know like a lot of things about me Um, but I do think one of the main things not a lot of people might know is like I am undocumented you know just because I feel like there's times where I feel like when we were younger they would make us think like such negative um, aspect of it like oh you can't say you don't have papers because then they might call the cops on us or like 
little things like that. But I feel like that's who makes me me, you know? So I remember uh, my first year of college, I went, I took a freshman seminar class. And I remember um, a girl, um, her name is, oh, I forgot her name. It's so bad. But she went in front of the class and she was actually my mentor. And I love the fact that she said, my name is blank and I'm undocumented. So that always stuck to me because I always felt like being undocumented was such a negative thing to say. You know, I always believed growing up, like, oh, I can't tell people I'm undocumented because they're going to think bad of me of everything. But I felt like when she said that in front of class, it just stood out to me so much. And it made me feel like I can't be afraid of saying like I'm undocumented, you know? So I feel like that's the main thing that people need to know. Like my name is Rosa and like I'm undocumented, you know? So I feel like not a lot of people know that and a lot of people see it as a negative thing. But to me, no, I see it as such a positive thing. And to me, like, it doesn't mean anything, you know, if I'm documented or not, like I am who I am, you know? Um, but I think that's the main thing that I want people to take away from that, you know, like not all people know that about me that like I'm undocumented. Um, another thing is I think they don't know that I'm married. <laughs> I have a dog, um, you know, and I try to, you know, I, I see my life and I've, I've, I see it like, and I've, I've come such a long way, you know, as crazy as it sounds, you know, I feel like people don't, don't see how hard we work and how hard, you know, sometimes we do things. And I feel like not a lot of people know that about me either. Oh, goodness. I get the chills. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I, I look back on it. And like when she went in front of class, like, and she said that, like, I felt like I was meant to be in, in class in that moment. And I felt like I needed to live that moment to be like, don't be afraid of, you know, saying you're undocumented because I was so afraid at the time. Like I, I was scared to tell people like I'm undocumented, but her going in front of the class and saying that, like it stood out to me and it still like has been with me like to this day, like, yeah. you know, siempre me tengo que recordar de ese, like I always have to remember that moment, you know, just cause she just made my life so much better. And I'm like, okay, like I can't be afraid anymore. You know, I know those little moments where it feels that things are right that you are supposed to be where you're meant to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely life changes, uh, changing. I know that, you know, we, we try to take pride on one of those, on our identities, being undocumented, one of them. Um, and yeah, we do chance for you know, undocumented, unafraid, undocumented, unafraid. But sometimes we do are afraid you feel afraid yeah. um I guess that's my question do you feel afraid because I know that with the business growing with people knowing more about yourself do you ever you know something comes to your mind where is like oh shit like uh, I'm not you know I should um not say it in certain spaces uh it might put me at risk I need to keep myself safe or you know something along those lines yeah, I mean, there there has been times where I do feel like that, you know, and there's been times where like, I really want to like advocate for it and like do more things within like the undocumented community and stuff like that. But there's still that thing that like still holds me back because I'm like, if I push it more or if I do more things for that aspect or like, you know, I'm still afraid at the end of the day because it's like I... I mean, unfortunately, like I don't have DACA, you know, and it's like I don't have DACA to kind of like save me in a sense, you know, so in a way it is sometimes hard for me to advocate for it or like do certain things that I, I am afraid, you know, and like 
because everybody when they meet me like they automatically can go oh she has papers you know <laughs> and I feel like everybody thinks that you know but sometimes it's like no I don't you know and sometimes like I do have to hold back and I'm like oh no like I can't be saying these things or I can't be doing it in this aspect because you never know who could be out there and like potentially like target you you know yeah and th thank you for for saying that and I don't know, for me, advocacy uh, is not necessarily being out there. Mm -hmm. um, it's not necessarily just going to, uh, to a march or going to, you know, uh, there's so many ways to advocate. Signing petitions could be one way. Supporting other businesses could be another way. Um, and so just going back a little bit to your business, how does that tell us about Flowers by Rose mm -hmm. and how it came about? So it came about, um, oh, I think I've been, how long have I been doing this? <laughs> I'm like, how long have I been doing this? I believe it came about in my second year of college. Um, it happened because at the time um, they had taken away my, um, my funds for school. So pretty much um, like DACA would cover some of it because I potentially like don't qualify for DACA, but it would cover some of it. And then my, I would just have to pay it out of pocket a certain amount. So in my second year of college, you know, I was informed that unfortunately it was going to be taken away from me. So they took it away from me. Um, and my dad, was I just told him, like, hey, like, we have to come up with, I think it was like two or three grand. Because it's like, if I don't pay it, I won't be able to go to class next semester, next quarter, sorry. So I told him I won't be able to go next quarter. And then he just looked at me like, what? I'm like, yeah. And then he was like, so not, from now on, I have to pay, like, are your school? And I told him, yeah, because like, you know, my dad always told me when I was going to school, like, I don't want you to work. But deep down inside of me, like, I felt bad because I'm like, I can't put all the pressure on my dad, you know. So I told him, don't worry about, um, you know, if you cover for my school, like, that's great. But if you can't, don't worry, like, I'll somehow, like, figure it out where we could, like, you know, potentially, like, still pay for my school and me, like, for my books, the parking and all that stuff. Um, so somehow, like, my dad came up with the money. And my mom at the time was going to flower school. So my mom was the one that was going to flower school and she just kind of told me like, hey, like, I think it was going to going to be Mother's Day or Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. I don't remember. And she was like, hey, si nos ponemos a vender. like just for Mother's Day, you know, and then I'm like, but how do I do it? She was like, come on, like you sold things for me online before because sometimes like, we would sell like things like on Facebook and like stuff like that. And then I'm like, well, you know what, like I'm going to just make a post. And she was like, yeah, whatever money comes from that, we'll finish paying off that quarter. Because I think it creo que nos daban like certain amount of time for me to pay that money. Mm -hmm. If not, would have missed out on on. So like last quarters would no me hubiera contado para nada, and the upcoming quarter like mm -hmm. we had to come up with the money too. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, well like lo que salga de allí, we'll we'll use it to to pay for my school. So I just made a Facebook post. I'm like, maybe people might 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 feel might not feel bad for me or who knows, you know. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna make the Facebook post, and then like, just so many people started like, you know, putting in their orders and stuff. So me, my mom, I I didn't do flower arrangements at the time. I was just the one that kind of handled the page, and my mom was like, oh, tú no, yo traigo los arreglos, and you just sell them, you know. Mm -hmm. So my mom los hizo todos los arreglos. I was doing deliveries all day that day. You know, Mother's Day came around. So we finally were, you know, able to come up with the money. And then a lot of my friends will like see me, you know, posting on my Snapchat, like on my Facebook story that my mom was doing, you know, far arrangements. So they're like, you should open up an Instagram. You should open up an Instagram. But at the time, like I was scared because I was scared to put myself out there. You know, I was just so scared. 
And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, just let me know if your mom or like someone ever needs anything. And like, you guys could just always text me. Like, I was just trying to make it more like a Facebook and like, we're just like close friends and family, you know? I was just trying to keep it that. And then one time, like my friend was like, come on, dude, like, you know, make an Instagram because a bunch of my friends asked me for your info, but I can't send them to you because you don't have an Instagram, you know? (laughs) And I'm like, oh, okay, okay. So I finally did the Instagram page. um, And I remember I did it at the time under my mom's name, which was uh, Floreria Esperanza. But all the orders that would come in, you know, my mom would do them for me and I would just sell them. And then with time, like I started learning it in a sense Mm -hmm. where like I just started to love it. Like me empezó a gustar, and I'm like, oh, like it's very pretty. So I would start doing like little boxes here and there. You know, al principio no me quedan muy bien, but <laughs> you know, to people they thought they were beautiful, and I would be surprised. I'm like, dang, people like my stuff, but okay, you know. Y así pasó poco a poquito, and then like for big holidays, it was cuando vendíamos más. You know, I was still going to school, so I would work. You know, go to school, and then there was the little like flower business. But at the time, like, no me caían muchas orders. It was just more like a little, a little tiny side of hustle, you know? Mm-hmm. So, así pasó. Um, eventually, I left my job at, um, at Boost Mobile because at the time I was working at Boost Mobile. I left it and my mom told me, like, you should take this on full time. But I was so scared, you know? Yeah. I was like, no, I can't. Like, everything, like, ¿qué tal si, like, no hago suficiente dinero like what am I gonna do like I was just so scared to even take that leap of faith yeah you have to do it so I told her I was like are you okay with me you know changing the name and making it more like my concept because now it it was just me like um that did the orders Mm -hmm. she was just more like she would just help me whenever like it was too many orders or stuff like that Mm -hmm. and she was like yeah yeah yeah. like go for it you know if you want to do it yourself like do the thing so I had to come up with a new name, you know, and that's when I did it under like, you know, my name. And I was like, oh, I think I'm going to do this name. And then I changed my logo and like everything. And then from there, that's where like, I was just more like every day it was like an order would come in. It wasn't like every other day, like, you know, yeah, ya estaban las ordenes, you know, like coming in as much as they could. So then that's when I, I started to see my business grow, but it just became from like a little tiny thing to like a big thing. And like now it's just like, sometimes I look at it and I'm like, wow, like I still sometimes don't believe it. Cause I remember there would be times where I would cry to, well, at the time he was my boyfriend, but my now husband, I would cry to him like so frustrated. Cause well, like he, he, he is legal, you know? And I would tell him like, I don't get why, like you could just go apply anywhere and you get a job like nothing, you know? Like I would cry to him literally. Like I look back and I see it and I'm like, shit. Like I remember I used to cry to you. And now I cry because tengo tanto trabajo, you know, but, you know, like I would tell him because sometimes like I get frustrated. So sometimes I take on my frustration on him, which I know I shouldn't, but he's always there like, come on, like, calm down, you know, but and I would tell him like, it makes me so mad that you have papers, you could apply anywhere. Y tú consigues un trabajo como si nada, and I can't. And like, so I would get so frustrated yeah. with him. I'd be like, why can't I find a job? Like I would cry to him, at, you know, and even sometimes to this day, like I, I, I have a dream of one day being a school counselor, you know, and I tell him, you know, like I want to be a counselor, you know, and but unfortunately, like I can't have that job, you know, but I told him, but don't worry, I know you're going to open me a flower business one day, <laughs> I tell him, you know, but um, I remember like I look back and there was times where like le lloraba él, or like I would cry to people like because I would get frustrated with the fact that like I wanted to have my own money and like not depend so much on my parents, you know, but 
sometimes the fact of me like applying because of my undocumented status will hold me back, you know? But see, Yoda, I would cry to him. Like even to this day, he reminds me, he's like, remember you would cry before? I'm like, yeah, I would. But yeah. it's, it's frustration that gets to you, you know? And I know I shouldn't compare myself to him or anybody, you know, but sometimes it does get to you, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, um, you know, comparing yourself to others really steals your joy Uh, at the same time it's very normal Uh, I mean for me it's like like holy shit that person can just walk into any place and apply for that position and I cannot even think of that I cannot even think of walking into that place feeling safe because I don't know what's going to happen once I present my you know my documents but yeah it's so so real like having to walk into these places and like beforehand even checking like do they do e-verify asking your networks like you know um and just trying to be safe um but one of the things you mentioned rosa is that um a little bit of that fear of starting that business what advice would you give someone that is trying to start a business but feels a little bit of those um, emotions that you might be going through. I feel like it's okay to be scared, you know, because even me, sometimes I see my business now, I was like, wow, like my business wasn't what it's like now two years ago or three years ago, you know, and sometimes people just see like the good parts of it, but they don't see the bad parts of it because there's times where like, in the beginning, you know, like I didn't know how much to charge or how much this, but in a sense, it's okay because you learn from your mistakes, you know, and it's okay in the beginning, maybe to charge a little less um, just because you want to put your content out there. You know, you want to have something where you're like, oh, like I want to post this. This looks pretty, you know, or you're always just, you know, me, I was just always that, like I was telling you, like, I'm afraid to put myself out there. And I still am to this day. Like there's times where like, I see something like very pretty, but then I'm like, what if it doesn't look pretty in somebody else's eyes, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just a scary thing to even make that post and be like, I made this, you know? And it's just scary, you know? And But it's okay to, to do that because the more you post, the more you're constantly posting on your story, the more, you know, you invest a little bit in your in your business, the more it will, it will, it will grow, you know? And I've always been a strong believer in that. And I remember my friend would tell me, like, don't be scared to post that picture. Like, just post it. You don't know, a la mejor esta persona no le gusta, pero a la mejor esta persona sí, you know? Yeah. But you just, you can't be afraid, you know, mm-hmm. to put yourself out there. And there's going to be a lot of learning experiences, you know, like, you're going to fail a lot in the beginning. And I've been there because I remember there's been times where, like, I think I could do it. And then tú dices que sí because of pressure. And you're like, no, ya lo puedo hacer. But you have to sometimes learn to say no también. Yes. So I know that you mentioned a couple of times that Instagram where at first you were like, oh, it's because I kind of want to. And then you started doing that. Then you started changing the name. And right now, as you're mentioning, uh, you started just like posting what felt right for you. Um, yeah, I would just how post many followers do you have currently? I have. Oh my, <laughs> I laugh. I laugh. <laughs> oh my, I laugh. I have 10.6k right now. Imagine that 10.6k. I have about like 10.6k people watching me every day. Not just kidding. Yes, yes, (laughs) it's awesome. And yeah, it's not counting the people that that you reach outside of your followers. So yeah, (laughs) no, yeah, it's true. And then it's like, 
I remember before too, like my 100, 200 followers, you know, but it literally took me three years to get 10.6K followers, you know, like, and it's okay. Like you can't expect, you know, to get like so many followers, you know, your first year, like Mm -hmm. and it takes time and it's okay, you know, for, for your journey to be like that, you know, like no todo se va a venir, you know, like in an instant, you know, like you're going to fail, you're going to make a lot of mistakes, but with all of that, you learn to learn from those mistakes. Yeah, and I also wanted to go back a little to to that experience of starting. Mm-hmm. Uh, was your mom, were you and your mom self-taught or did your mom already had like a business related to that? My mom kind of had like a little bit of knowledge because I remember when I was little in Mexico, um, so this woman has always been a businesswoman. <laughs> I'm like, this woman. So I always see it. I'm like, she's the one that kind of has taught me everything, you know? Mm-hmm. So when I was chiquita, she would sell like little floral arrangements for like Mother's Day, Valentine's Day. So I felt like she had a little bit of knowledge. Like she would just put like cute little arrangements together. Los bendia. So then um, one of her friends was like, hey, you know, they're giving uh, floral classes at RCC. So Riverside Community College. And I was like, oh, pues voy a ver, like just check it out. So from there, that's where she started going. Um, she learned everything. And then me just kind of like by watching her. You know, like I would just, I had to get out of that shell, you know. Um, but so far, like I have been self-taught, but I do want to learn more. You know, I do want to take like more classes and stuff. I just, I don't think right now I've, I've had like enough time to be like, oh, I'm going to take this day off you know, to take this course or stuff like that. Pero si quiero, like, I'm always willing to, like, learn new things and everything. But I feel like I've kind of learned a little bit more new things with my flower friends. Yeah. So, like, my flower friends, like, we all kind of, like, well, but they're they're my friends, you know, but I call them my flower friends. <laughs> but um, we help each other. We're like, oh, you know, like, I have this bouquet of, like, you know, 200 roses. Do you think you could come and help me? And, like, we kind of learn as we go, you know? So I think it's, it's, I like that aspect of it. You know, like we kind of all learn from each other. It's a flower friend community. Yeah, it's a flower (laughs) friend community. And I always tell people like, ask me questions, you know, like, don't be scared to ask me because I've been there, you know, y sé lo difícil que es, like, preguntarle a alguien y que, oh, pues no te compraste esto. Oh, pues luego te paso el contacto. And like, Mm -hmm. don't want to, you know, like, no quieren. And it's scary because you're like, oh, ¿dónde conseguiste eso? O te mandan un lugar y llegas, it's like, oh, like, no es, they just send you to a wrong place, you know? And people will do that. And it's okay for people to do that because I was aprendiendo, you know, like, oh, you know, this person probably didn't have the best intentions towards me, you know? But that's why, like, I'm not as scared. Like, when people ask me, like, oh, ¿dónde compras esto? Oh, I bought it here, you know? Or, like, I bought it there because I feel like there's room for everybody and for all of us to grow. I've yeah. heard this saying that says like el sol brilla para todos. Yeah. And it's very true. And I I've learned that. Live you know, by like, that. <laughs> yeah, like siento que yo like con ayudar a la gente, Dios me bendice más. And I, I know a strong believer of that. You know, <laughs> like the more you give, the more you help, the more you know you're willing to help out people, the more God will give back to you. And I've always just been a strong believer in that. So like anytime like I go to a restaurant, like even sometimes my husband gets mad, he's like, Why'd you tip so much? I'm like, because that tip will come back to me. And he just laughs, you know? And then I told him, like, you see, that tip came back to me. And then he was like, oh, my God, you're so right. And I kind of, <laughs> like, have slowly, like, taught him, like, no, like, you have to tip. Like, que no te pese, no nada. Like, learn how to tip, you know? Or learn how to do little acts of kindness because God will give them back to you. And he's like, but do it from your heart. No lo hagas because you feel pressured. 
And I'm yeah. like, just do it because it's like, oh, you know, what I'm going to play bien, you know, here you go. And it will come back to you. Yes, yes. Just to all that. No seamos envidiosos. There's enough for everybody. There um, is. Uh, putting it out there, y'all. Like, if you have any questions, if you want to start your business, if you want to know about flower arrangements, all of that stuff, um, you know, she's here. She already offered to help. So, yeah, <laughs> take her word. And honestly, I feel like right now Las Flores are like so in just because TikTok made this thing where it's like, oh, El Ramo Buchon. I mean, this. Oh, thing. yes. Like, yes, those are. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But they're like, you have him here. I'm like, but only have him for a little bit, you know? Se van a otro no se quedan aquí. Just kidding. Yes, that the Buchon style is a very unique. Those, the nails, the clothing style, even the flowers. Yeah. yeah yes <laughs> that's awesome. no, see, el ramo buchon, like you just gotta keep up they to have to go big or go home yeah he does <laughs> so what is something that your business has accomplished that you never imagined mm. it would it oh. would be there <laughs> i think um one of the biggest things that it has accomplished I would say is just me meeting like so many people you get me mm -hmm. and just so many people buying for me like to me it's it's crazy to this day where I'm like dang like you know people so many people love and support you and and you've done this you know and I just think it's honestly like everybody you know like I've gotten so many referrals and stuff but I do think like one of the biggest things that did help like my business was doing flowers for Louis Castro so I remember like Um, I reached out to Maria that day. <laughs> like I remember I was um I was actually sleeping and I woke up really early because le tengo que lunch a memo. <laughs> I'm like, I woke up really early. So this guy has me waking up at like 3, 4 a.m. for him, you know? So I woke up really early and I opened my phone and I was like, wait, like, did I really get a message from him? And then like it wasn't loading. And then when I finally like I finally clicked it, I was like, he did message me. And then Memo <laughs> heard me crying. He was like, what happened? And then I'm like, Louis Castro messaged me. And he was like, no way. And it was so crazy because you guys are not going to believe this story. But a day before I was in Target. And I remember I told his sister, I was like, oh, someone, someone from YouTube. I'm not sure who it was, but he had like a really big following reached out to me. But I think he wanted the stuff for free. You know, I told his sister, I'm like, and I don't think it's fair, you know, like for them to expect things for free and stuff, you know, like I was telling her. And then she was like, oh, She was like, but imagine like Louis Castro will reach out to you. What would you do? And I'm like, I would freak out. Like I told her, you know, and then like I, I had to wake her up literally the next day because I'm like, you predicted that. <laughs> I'm like, you said he was going to order flour for me. So like we just made it like a big thing. And like everybody was just so excited for me. You know, I couldn't tell anybody. So I didn't tell anybody. Literally, the only one that knew was like Memo, you know, Maria. I shared it with like my my close circle, like just to the people that mean so much to me. Um, but I think like that was one of the main things that like kind of helped my business really, really grow, you know, mm -hmm. and even I don't think I even the knew the name girl. I think you just messaged me and said someone like, <laughs> big, like yeah. for me and like, you're going to find out soon. And I was like, like the suspense. <laughs> no, yeah. And like, I even tell him like when I go, you know, take um, deliver flowers to him, like I tell him, like, thank you, you know, because You have no clue how much that little post helps out a business so much, you know? Yes, yes. What are some other uh, big names that some of our listeners might know about that no. you work with? <laughs> 
So um, I think it was that one. And then another thing is I was on the radio too one time. Um, it was crazy because I, I didn't even know. And then I just I remember it was a Mother's Day and he reached out to me. He was like, oh, I just felt that your story was very inspirational and we shared it on the radio. And I think it was 97.9. I'm not sure what radio station it was because I just remember I was so excited. But it was that <laughs> one. Um, I didn't do flowers for them, though, but they did like put me out there, you know. And then, um, but honestly, like, it's just been crazy, you know, sometimes where like, I see like, I do flowers for these people. Um, I've done one for like Jenny Rivera's um, sister, Rosie Rivera. Yes. And like, yeah, like to me, it's just crazy sometimes because I think about it, I'm like, you know, who would have thought that like, I would be doing this, you know? Yeah, thank you. And I do, you know, whether you want to continue, um, sharing about the business or something more personal um, this is up to you but I do want to ask about something that you've had to overcome mm -hmm. um, again it could be about any aspect of your life and what advice would you give to someone that is going through something similar I feel like the biggest thing like I've had to overcome is you know being undocumented mm -hmm. I feel like that, that has been the hardest thing for me Because there's times where like, we don't accept it ourselves, you know, because mm -hmm. there's times where we're like, oh, you know, we could do so many things and stuff. But even regardless of your status or not, you could do so many things. And I felt like that was the hardest thing for me because I felt like maybe there were times where like, I would have to limit myself like, no, no puedo hacer eso because I don't have this or I don't have that. But it's like, no, like, lo que pasa, like, if you have papers or not, like, you know, you have to do it. You have to push yourself out there, you know, and tienes, you got to keep on hustling you know, like, tienes que seguir adelante, and why, one way or another, like, God is going to bring those blessings to you, regardless, so I think that has been one of my biggest, you know, like, going past that, you know, but I think the best advice I could just keep doing, saying is just keep pushing, you know, mm -hmm. like, it's okay to make mistakes, it's okay to be crying that I don't have a job, you know, or <laughs> like, it could, it's okay to be going through all those things, because God is shaping you to be a better version of yourself, you know, And I'm a strong believer in that because I look back years ago and I'm like, dude, like who would have thought I would be in the place where I am today? You know, like and like now it's like, wow, like, you know, I've just been so blessed and like, you know, it just, it, sometimes it takes time, you know, it takes two, three years, four years, who knows, but we're still figuring ourselves out, you know? Yeah. And I know that you mentioned that one of your goals is, Um, or was um, I guess you can tell us now uh, about becoming a school counselor um, I guess what are your plans or dreams uh, in regards to that um, do you want to go back to school and become a counselor um, and kind of have somebody uh, take over the business <laughs> uh, you want to do both at the same time do you want to continue with the business what is it that you would like to do or what are your plans in the in the future Let me just grab my charger real quick because my laptop is on. Hold on. <laughs> I'm like, hold on. <laughs> so with me, you know, my biggest dream, you know, has always been to be a school counselor. Mm -hmm. um, and mainly me, like I wanted to focus more on and on undocumented kids. Mm -hmm. Like be a school counselor mainly for them. Because I remember, you know, when I was in school, Clyde, it's okay. It's just that he wants to cuddle. <laughs> Say hi, Clyde. 
<laughs> oh my goodness, he's so he's cute. He's so big. I thought it was a little one. No, <laughs> he's huge. Oh my, he's huge, but he he's he thinks he's a little baby. He's a big baby. Yeah, like he requires a lot of love. I was like, sorry. <laughs> oh, so you know, my biggest dream has always been that you know, um, to help undocumented kids, uh, but not more like in a sense where like I want to help him to make him think that it's okay, you know regardless of you having papers or not, you could succeed so much in life. You know, you could go to school, you could do so many things and you will be successful. And I feel like to me, it was so hard when I was in high school um, to say like, oh, you know, maybe I can go to school. Yes, Maybe I can go to school because I'm undocumented, you know? A lo mejor no puedo ir a la escuela porque no tengo papeles, you know? And I wish someone would have told me, no, it's going to be okay regardless of you having papers or not, like you're going to be okay. And I felt like um, when I was in senior high school, the first person that made me feel that was Maria. Because I remember I met her um, when I was applying, to, I, when I was applying to school and she just made me feel like, you know, like, yo no tengo papeles and look at the position I have, you know, like me hizo sentir como, como esa seguridad to be like, you know, regardless of you having the papers or not, you could succeed. So that's when I, I when I learned like the Maria aprendí eso, then I always that always stuck with me to be like, you know, si Maria pudo, yo también pudo. O si tal persona pudo, yo también pudo, you know? So I felt like my dream was always to be that, you know, that person to like high school kids to teach them that, you know, tienes papeles o no tienes, like you will succeed in life. Because regardless of me not having papers, look at me, I have my own business. Y tú puedes tener tu propio negocio algún día. You know, and I feel like that's the biggest, like, the, the thing I wanted to accomplish, you know, unfortunately, I can't do that now. But I feel like I could still, you know, do it through my business to teach people, like, aunque no tengas papeles o sí, like, algún día puedes tener tu, tu propio negocio. And you could be your own boss, you know? Yes, never losing that hope. Tell us, tell us, Maria. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if we're going to be able to see our faces, um, but we'll be crying out here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Maria, what, what are your thoughts? What you're feeling? Thank you. <laughs> First of all, I it's always so nice that to know that you've accomplished like what you were meant to do in this world, right? Mm -hmm. Like inspire others. I feel like that's always been my my little. I guess um, what the reason why the universe put me here. <laughs> um, I've been holding back tears with a lot of things that you've been sharing. And I feel like, you know, I'm so grateful that Myra is able to do this with me because I'm like, I can't ask the question. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm biting back, right? I'm biting back my tears. But I am so fucking proud of you, Rosa, of everything that you've accomplished. Um, since the moment that I've met you, you've had this like go-getter attitude that you're like you know what well, yeah like I'm undocumented well fuck it like we'll figure it out right even when you experience that challenge of financial aid you didn't give up you mm -hmm. fought back and that's something a lot of people don't know about you either like you are a fighter you are like no, like, I'm not taking no for an answer. I'm going to question it. And I'm going to find my community to back me up. Mm -hmm. And you always did that. Like, you would come in to the center and you would say, hey, Maria, like, this is happening. What, how do I answer? How do I respond? Like, what do I do, right? Um, 
because you weren't well, willing to just take a simple no for an answer. And, you know, all I can think of right now, it's all the amazing things that you're doing. And I hope that people who listen to this podcast, who might be feeling like, like, no tengo papeles, right? Because counselors are sadly still sending out that message of like, oh, no tienes papeles, well, you can go to school, right? Especially with all of the changes that happened with DACA, it felt like we went back 10 years, like, Mm-hmm. 10 12 years right and high school counselors are still sending this message to to students of like no tienes papeles no puedes like if you don't have papers you can't do it and it's like you are the example of like look I don't have that I don't have papers and I'm a business owner I get to decide my schedule you know and I get to do something that makes me happy um I mean and I know you still want to be a school counselor and like I hope that you know in the future you do become one so that you can change that narrative and still continue to have your business so that you know maybe in the future you can give opportunities to students to learn how to manage their own business so I'm really excited and look forward to see how your business keeps growing how you keep growing as an individual yes and even right now Rosa you are impacting people's lives um, it may not be in the school counseling setting, uh, but definitely those that know you, those that hopefully are listening to you, Ruby listening to you, um, it's going to really make a difference. A lot of the times it's it's about our stories, that the stories that we share. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I know for me, it was when I heard that there was a PhD guy that didn't have papers. And that's when I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, I can do this too. <laughs> no, yeah. That's when I was like, oh, and people are going to be like, oh, what the hell? Like, she has a business and 10K plus followers and so much work that she's able to even decline some orders. Like, that yeah. is freaking amazing. So I hope that, you know, and I know that you will continue to impact people's lives. And keep saying no to influencers who want things for free. <laughs> yes. yes. Doing yes. that. Like, honestly, influencers should really ask for free things to big corporations, but mm-hmm. not small businesses. Yeah. Like, from a small business, you know what? Let's do a partnership collaboration where I get like a little tiny 10% discount or, you know, some something <laughs> like something like that or not even, right? And it's like, yeah. I don't highlight you because you fucking deserve it. <laughs> no, it's true. I from you so like you know I appreciate that Louis did that like yeah that says a lot yeah yeah yeah, like even sometimes I tell Memo like I never expected him to like post me on his story or like stuff like that you know and he does it and that's what I tell him because not a lot of influencers are willing to you know like Mm-hmm. I mean I'm, I've never you know put myself out there but I've heard from other people like oh like they didn't post me on their story and like it makes you feel sad because you're like shit like you know and for him to do that like to me it means a lot because it's like wow like he didn't have to and he still did it you know which is crazy to me that is awesome I, I know that you know with all different situations um shit happens yeah. Um, and it, it's hard to stay motivated sometimes. Um, so when you find yourself uh, feeling unmotivated, what is it that keeps you going? There has been times where like I've been feeling very motivated just because um, 
I would say like last year, I feel like I was doing just so much, like just my brain coming up with like different stuff or like new things and like everything. But I have, there's days where I'm like, I want to give up, you know, like I don't want to do this anymore. And there's been times where I tell them, I'm like, I don't want to be doing flowers for the rest of my life. But then I'm like, they make me happy. Like what, what the heck am I saying? You know, <laughs> but there is times where like, I do feel very unmotivated and stuff like that. But then I keep reminded like, no, like, you know, you, you have to put your, your, your stuff out there, your work out there. And you just got to keep on improving, you know? And I feel like, you know, in a sense, like Memo has helped me a lot too. Cause he's like, no, come on, like, haz algo nuevo, haz algo diferente, or like offer this, offer that. So he, he, cause he does a lot of stuff for me too, you know, that helped my business look different and like, you know, like, to be like kind of authentic in a way, you know, where it's a little different in a sense. <laughs> I know I, you know, before we kind of start wrapping up, I have one question and I, you know, you, you mentioned about uh, your husband and he being documented. Uh, what is one piece of advice that you would give to other, you know, other relationships um, in a mixed status family or partnership <laughs> where, you know, there is that, you know, that person has paper while this other person doesn't, there might be some, I don't know if there is ever any conflict or when you're mentioning like the whole feeling down sometimes when, you know, like he can just go and apply and it's not that I'm angry at him or anything. Yeah. It's just that, like he can just go and apply. If there's ever any type of conflict, um, what type of advice would you give to other uh, relationships? Mm, I would say like, it's never been like an issue with us just because I've always been very open about it. You know, just since I met him, like it's always just been like, oh yeah, like, um, cause he, he thought I was able to go to Mexico and I'm like, oh no, like I can't cause like, no tengo papeles, you know, like, so I feel like he always knew and it was always me like more in a sense, like, oh, if, you know, and it's always happened where I'm like, oh, if I can get a credit card, I'll just ask Memo. Or like, if I can't get a car loan, I'll just ask Memo. So he's kind of have helped me in a sense where like, you know, like, me ayudado de esa manera también él, where like, you know, he does help me in that sense. But I feel like the best advice I could give is just, you know, be understanding of your partner, you know, be understanding that a la mejor ella no puede hacer, ella puede hacer tantas cosas like, you know, the other person, just because that little paper might be holding her back, you know, but um, I feel like the both of us, you know, we're, we're pretty okay, you know um it's just always been like that but he's always just been very very supportive like el entiende you know he understands or like he would be like don't worry yo voy a Tijuana y te lo compro or like stuff like that you know like <laughs> uh, you know or like uh the other day I was telling him like oh you know Clyde well our, our pet name is Clyde I'm like dude Clyde's like pet visits are becoming like more expensive and he was like no te preocupes I'll take in a TJ you know or like little things like that <laughs> There's times where like, I wish I could go, but it's like, I can't, you know, he's like, I'm like, okay, I'll wait for you there, you know, or <laughs> stuff like that, you know, but I feel like he's just always been very understanding, like, él, él sabe, you know, and I feel like that's the best advice I could give, you know, just be very understanding of your partner, you know, yes. and maybe if she is stressed one day, like cussing out people that do have papers, it's okay, you know, like, she just means it in that moment, but she doesn't really truly mean it, you know. <laughs> like he knows you know but sometimes mm -hmm. he lets me vent he's like yes te bajo like, yeah, like i'm over right now you know <laughs> yeah yeah that's great advice like and it's not yeah like 
muévete, that's the advice, like, yeah. one person can I do something right now, but you can, so, like, yeah. andale. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's true, and I feel like I've always, you know, and even he tells people, like, you know, tuviera lo que tuviera if it wasn't for Rosa, you know, just because I've always, you know, try to push that in him, like, you know, I might not have it, but you have it, so, like, tú tienes que hacer, you know, like, you gotta do it, dude, because if not, si no lo haces, you don't, you will never do it, you know? Uh, thank you so much thank you so much for sharing all these aspects of your life um and i love how these conversations happen that we don't even uh tell an advice oh talk about this or highlight this <laughs> and it happens and i i love how people are gonna be able to get to know you a little more mm. things that maybe they don't know about you and also be inspired by you yes yeah Rosa, if you had, um, you know, we're get, as we're getting closer to the end, if you had one wish and you cannot make any more wishes, okay. <laughs> what would it be? Oh, shoot. Mamás uno. Just one wish. That's always a, a tough question. Maybe that's something we should ask in advance <laughs> so they can be ready. I feel like one wish would probably be like, to allow my dad to be able to go back to Mexico, you know? And mm -hmm. I talked about this. I think it was even yesterday to memo because I was telling him, I was like, dang, like, I never thought like, you know, when his dad, when my grandpa passed away, my dad really wanted to go to Mexico. And we were like, oh, you know, like, si tú decides irte, you could go, you know? But what held my dad back was like, no, like, yo tengo que pagar para la escuela de Rosa. Mm. You know, like, if I'm not here, no one's going to be paying us a school so I, I always tell memo like I just wish my dad would be able to go back to Mexico because he hasn't seen his family over 20 years you know and I feel like me I'm okay in a sense because um you know I did have the opportunity to go to Mexico you know a couple years back so I feel like in a sense if I were to ever get papers or not get papers like I'm okay you know because I have my family here and I got that experience that I got you know And in a sense, like, it makes me feel okay. But then I also think about my dad, you know, that he's never had that opportunity. Like, his sister passed away not that long ago, too. And it was through a freaking video call, you know, where he had to say goodbye to his sister. And I wish he would have been, he could have been there with her, but he couldn't, you know. And it sucks sometimes, you know, that life is like that. But, you know, and I just think that would be my only wish for my dad to be able to see his family once again, you know. We're putting in this out there, universe, do your thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And yes, I, I think it's important to put our wishes out there and let the universe work. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully we'll be able to do that. Your dad is going to be able to do that and we'll be celebrating with you and yeah. your dad um and hope it happens uh sometime during our lifetime and we can we can yeah. get back during the lifetime of on that chase may i mean uh, <laughs> so we can get you back and we can get your dad in here and we, we can hear about his experience yes. <laughs> thank you rosa so much for sharing all those really deep secrets and <laughs> all those inspiring words it was Really nice to have you here. But as um, to close off, I'm going to ask you um, some questions to kind of end on a lighter note. Mm -hmm. um, so it's going to be, you get to choose one or the other. 
<laughs> there's no both there's no in between um no combination um so one or the other okay mm-hmm. are you ready yes i'm ready <laughs> all right coffee or tea tea okay do you believe in love at first sight yes i do <laughs> do you believe in aliens yes pineapple goes on pizza yes <laughs> <laughs> it's better to prioritize relationships over career career white concha is better than brown concha yes <laughs> novelas or chisme shows uh chisme shows <laughs> okay the beach or the mountains the mountains mm-hmm. rose or sunflower sunflower Would you rather visit your ancestors in the past or meet your descendants in the future? Meet my descendants in the future. Mm-hmm. Sci-fi or romance? Uh, sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Flirting is cheating. Yes. <laughs> Did not even think about that one. <laughs> not even made it to think of. Eating out or frijoles en la casa? Um, frijoles en la casa. The book or the movie? Uh, the book. Going out or staying home? Staying home. All right. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you so much again, Rosa, for being with us today. We well, thank you guys so much for everything. <laughs> thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this um, conversation with Rosa today. Please don't forget to follow her. Um, and you know shop from her flower arrangements uh, you can follow her at flowers by rose we'll go ahead and um, tag her on the description of the episode and also on our social media if you do follow us on instagram also a reminder to please not forget to give us a review either on apple podcast or spotify if there is a platform that we are missing to uh, stream that you prefer please let us know and we would be more than happy um, to ask added on there. We also uh, want to remind you all that we have, um, you know, two discount codes, one of them with Alebrijes Bakery. If you use the code UndocuChisme at losdelpandulce.com, uh, you will get 15% off discount. And then we also have our discount code with Adelitas of Pearl. So if you are looking for, um, you know, a gift for someone, a t-shirt, if you want to buy any goodies like the love lavaderitos to um you know for your um makeup brushes or you know they have this like li- cute little puerquito purses uh, you can also shop uh, them at adelitasapearl.com and again at this at the checkout you can use discount code code and docuchisme for 15% off and with that um Myra we're, we're gonna close with the quote of today and it goes like For a seed to achieve its greatest expression, it must come completely undone. The shell cracks, its insides come out and everything changes. To someone who doesn't understand growth, it would look like complete destruction. This quote is by Cynthia Ocelli. My friends know that if you are experiencing some type of struggle at this time, if it feels like everything is chaos please know that it's because you are growing because things are changing and you are growing Uh, keep that in mind 
and we hope to see you next time. And this is Andaki Chisme.